0: Hey guys, good to be with you. Cloudwood here on a new Vision podcast. We're continuing on through our Race to Life series. Today I've got... Jacob Duncan. What's up, Jacob? Jacob, you're so chill, man. Oh, thanks, <laughs> so man. So chill. And a I lot of people be... are like, who's Jacob Duncan? What does he do on staff? Mm-hmm. You are, you you say music director. Yes. Right? Yes. Now, my my perception of you when I see you the most is you're like that guy on the stage on Sundays in the background wailing on some sweet guitar licks, Mm. but you're talking in the microphone. It's like,
1: wait, he's not, is he singing the lyrics to the song? What's he doing? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a computer over there. It looks like I'm checking my email or something, but it's, (laughs) it's really just, uh, yeah, essentially what my role is, um, obviously we use tracks when we do worship. There's no illusion there. So I, I build all those, but then also my main role is really just, um, guiding the band that's serving on the worship team through, the entire worship set, making sure we're all on the same page. Um, and really what that does is just frees up Daniel or Pam or whoever the worship leader is to be able to only worry about leading the congregation in worship, and they don't have to worry about guiding the band through different moments in the set, things like that. So just kind of a an extra person on hand to be the middleman between what the worship leader has envisioned for the set and the band. So, yeah,
0: so it's almost like you're coordinating in real time. Exactly, yeah. And you talking, that microphone is actually going to a little earpiece, earpiece that everybody has. Yeah, stuff. yeah. But then yeah. The, the congregation can't hear it. Right. So, See, you it'd know. would be cool one day to just yeah. like bring up that
1: track and hear what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it would probably sound pretty chaotic. But. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think that's really cool in that um, mm-hmm. many people don't know. Maybe that's what goes into music, live music, and, and especially in a worship setting. So Definitely. Thank you for all you do and yeah. uh, be, being more behind the scenes, even though you're on stage doing sure. that behind the scenes work. And mm-hmm. uh, dude, you're you're a cool guy. You and I had coffee not that long ago. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, this guy is super profound. I know you're like squirming over there, but like super <laughs> profound. And we could talk a, a little Thanks. bit more about that. But let's get into it. This is, yeah. again, we've said this multiple times on these episodes. We're coming off of Easter this coming mm-hmm. Sunday. We've got Race to Life Weekend. Mm-hmm. And we just want to know you know, staff and some other people, like, when were you saved? In other words, when were you raised to life? And yeah. so I'll just kind of let you talk about your story and yeah. coming to know the Lord.
1: For sure. Yeah. I was um, saved pretty young at VBS. Um, I was I was raised mainly by my mom, my brother and I, and um, she always did her best to try and keep us involved in church. Um, obviously wasn't always perfect at it, but she definitely tried her hardest to keep us involved and keep us around Godly community. Um, so, yeah, saved pretty young during VBS. Um, just kind of remember that was a time when a lot of godly people in the church really rallied around me. And um, yeah, it was just a, a, definitely a very genuine experience. I know people can tend to struggle with that when they're saved young. Mm. Was I actually saved? You know, did I truly understand what I was believing? But I, I truly think I was. Um,
0: That's a common story that we've had. And People, yeah. They get saved younger and then some people are saved older and then usually the younger stories like struggle with assurance or things like that. Mhm. So. Yeah.
1: And I think even another piece of that that people tend to experience is they'll get saved very young but then um certain sins start to creep in in their life as they get older and maybe they drift far from the Lord. That was definitely my story. Um I think, you know, um not always being able to be involved in church as much. Um, I wasn't getting that godly sense of community that is very vital to someone's growth in their faith, getting that discipleship, having people that are sharpening you, um, even at a young age, as much as you can, at least. And so I think being as young as I was and not always getting that sense of discipleship, uh, it almost stunted my growth spiritually, mm. remained very much a, a baby Christian, if you want to use that term. Yeah, absolutely. Um And so, yeah,
0: you could be a baby Christian no matter what age you are. Yeah. You can just kind of get stuck in that
1: perpetually for a while. Definitely, definitely. And so, I think I went through most of my teenage years, um, honestly, pretty far from the Lord, Um, very nominal Christian, I guess you could say. And I think it it wasn't until just out of high school that I really um, started to come to grips with okay, what do I actually believe? things like that, and wanting to own my faith, and um, starting to ask questions, especially um, when my dad passed away from cancer in 2018. And uh, that was really just a time of, of self-reflection, and um, really just wanting to find some source of, I guess, hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really when I pressed into the Lord, and it actually started very much not in like a spiritual sense, I think it was more just like an intellectual manner in the sense that I was really just interested in apologetics and defending the faith and okay. what what do we believe and why do we believe yeah. it. Um, very head knowledge based at first. Um, but through that, I think the Lord drew me to himself during that time and drew me closer to him. And um, even just from looking at his word from an, an objective standpoint, he still used his word, which is powerful and able to, to cut to the heart. Like, that's a
0: perfect example. I, I, part of my learning things was the, is this more intellectual? I'm just like super nerdy in at theology stuff, but the mm-hmm. word says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Definitely. So it, it's part of that head to the heart thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, no, but you, no, that's you great. start speaking my language. There. Yeah, for
1: sure. That's great. Yeah. Um, and so I think, yeah, I definitely started intellectually, but very quickly became um, the Holy Spirit speaking to me in those moments and um, really convicting me of a lot of um, areas in my life that were inconsistent with what Jesus calls us to. And um, I think as I went on in that journey, I began to question my assurance and Mm. was I truly saved, things like that. But I think um, one profound moment for me during that whole journey was when we were going through the book of Romans, um, mm-hmm. here at New Vision and Brady was preaching on Romans eight that night. And, um, it was at a Thursday night service and he got to Romans eight one, where it says, um, therefore there's no, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And just the way that that Brady fleshed it out and really drove home the point that, Hey, your journey may be, having ups and downs in it. And you may have looked back in your past and think, man, am I really saved? But now, if you're trusting in Christ, there is no condemnation Mm -hmm. for you. It's not a significant moment. It's what are you trusting in now? Yeah. And I think that really just brought a profound sense of peace to me. And so it's, it's still a good days and bad days, but I think I have a lot more assurance now that I've dove into his word gotten around godly community been discipled and really just been sharpened by his people and his holy spirit and um all that that brings
0: amen man yeah. so it's like at a at a certain point you were raised to life yes but then not necessarily the experience of that new life until mm-hmm. you start to be discipled and to grow yeah and hopefully that's an encouragement to you all the listeners maybe you have a similar story that's been kind of the goal is if you're in Christ, you have a story, man, tell it and tell it well. Yeah. Uh, one real quick question before we close out. When, when did baptism come to play in your story? Yeah. Is it delayed or...?
1: No, I, I think it I think it pretty immediately, uh, when I was younger, it definitely, I immediately wanted to be baptized. And, and again, like I said earlier, there were people around me that made sure I understood what I was doing, mm. which is really important, Absolutely. you know, is... So. It not just being a transactional thing. It's it's very much a hey, this is a declaration you're making mm. not only before your your church body, but in front of the whole world is thank saying. God. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's awesome. And I know that was huge as far as like experiencing mm-hmm. that race to life. Mm-hmm. Life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Jacob, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank I you. Just like being around, you're so chill, man. It's <laughs> Thanks, like awesome. man. I appreciate it. I'll try to be. Hope this has encouraged you guys. Y'all have a great day, and we'll see you on the next episode.